0: This evening's Dharma talk is titled Five Dharmas of the Lankavatara. The Five Dharmas of the Lankavatara Sutra, a particular teaching that I have talked about before and uh, it seems to be, for some people, comes in pretty handy for taking, laying this kind of a, you could call it a grid on everything that's happening. And breaking it down into parts so it's easier to understand just like when we look at the sense of self me uh, one of the ways to break down this so you can see that it's just a collection of of uh, things coming together that looks like a self looks like a me uh, this is why we use the model of the five skandhas or the five heaps form feeling perception concept consciousness and the, the suggestion there is to take any one of those or a couple of them, and go in and see if you can find an uh, an identity there. See if consciousness can, can say, okay, the the self is in the feeling, or the self is in the, in the form, or the self is in the concept, conceptualization, or formations, or the and so on. And um, so, by using the five dharmas of the Lankavatara Sutra, uh, they're simply put is the first one is something arises, something occurs, something happens, and we. Uh, instead of just watching and just seeing it, just seeing what arises, we name it. And then instead of just naming it, then we go to the third dharma, and we uh, explain it, or define it, or characterize it, or make exceptions about it, or some kind of spinning around around that to make it more Uh, elaborate to it's because of this that that's happening or if I hadn't done this that wouldn't be occurring and all of the various things that we do we all experience this in our lives in different ways different forms those are the first three and if you you let yourself get wound up in that then you'll go from then the next thing it'll arise then something you'll cause something to arise and that arises and then we name that and it could, you could name it this, that, it could oh, this is anger, and then we add on to why the anger is there, and then it just gets more and more elaborate. And the self-centered mind, the ego mind, uh, is drawn into that whirlwind or into that uh, circularity, that merry-go-round of going here and going there and going here, around here and around there, looking like, as you've heard me say before, and maybe you can relate to this and maybe not, it looks, like, looks like a straight line, it looks like we're getting somewhere somehow. A sitting practice of meditation, the study of the Buddha's dharma, is about awareness. So it's about awareness of that process, awareness of it, and that awareness seems to involve watching the way we are conditioned to join in. We're, we're drawn into some kind of a, something magnetizes us into that. It could be fear, it could be hope, it could draw us into that. It's the basic teaching of the Buddha, the Four Noble Truths, life is difficulty or difficult or suffering or compromised or irritating or negative, and then we, uh, as the Buddha said, the reason that happens is we want something else to happen. Something happens, we don't want that, we want something else. So this te- uh, tends to cause a, a circularity that can be, according to the, the Four Noble Truths, can be uh, seen more clearly. By training the mind, the fourth noble truth of uh, the the, uh, uh, the path. The goal is the third noble truth is cessation or the end of that circularity. There's ways of take, talking about it, and when we anytime we use concepts, we're we always fall short of what we're endeavoring to point at. So sometimes it takes some contemplation of the concept to see uh, the way in which that works actually use it as a stepping stone to step into the awareness you could say it that way so if through the sitting practice of meditation through our awareness by observing and watching not interfering with it that's a misunderstanding if you if you interfere with it you'll succeed or if you interfere with it you'll fail or if you interfere with it you'll ignore what happens passion aggression and ignorance So don't do anything with it. Always the the awareness is always has priority. That's why the Buddha is awake. It's aware. The word Buddha means to be awake, aware. So the next two are characterized differently, depending on which teaching it is, and. Say number four would be uh, suchness or could be uh, Buddha knowledge, two ways of translating uh, Sanskrit words and I'm not sure what they are. But sometimes they seem to be opposite, it seems like suchness comes first and Buddha knowledge later or Buddha knowledge might come first. You might understand this conceptually, see how this is working before you have some kind of awa- of an awakeness or a direct perception of suchness which is without a self and without an other. You could also start to have that perception and look around for how to understand that. You might have that and not know what it is and you might tend to uh, want to look towards some kind of conceptual understanding that would show up as knowledge. So something arises, we name it, we add on to it, we we comment on it, we modify it in some way, think about it, accept it, reject it, ignore it, and that continues. Then something else arises, and then we continue to go around through those first three, using that particular, those concepts in order to understand what is occurring. If one sits down and holds still, very simply put, train the mind and also when we study the concepts to actually use the concepts that have already been discovered and understood from ancient times and from recent times uh, as um, uh, a pache or Kovununa Roshi or other contemporary teachers that are endeavoring to present the, the Buddha's dharma it seems to be necessary to to begin to understand that as a teaching and then to to make some kind of a commitment to oneself, you don't need to make it to me or to anyone else, but make some kind of a commitment to actually, you're actually going to do this. You're not going to make it a kind of a hobby thing. Nothing wrong with hobbies.
1: The first of the five, first three of the five dharmas seem to be progressive. And I'm wondering if there is a progressive quality to the Fourth and fifth, is that do you go one through five?
0: <clears throat> if one begins to look at, contemplate, understand the first three and be, begins to use those as a way of understanding just basically what's happening, what's happening? Something happens, we name it it's a, a toaster, it's a window shade. Uh, it's a negative feeling. It's jealousy. Name it, name it, name it. It's depression. We name it and then we elaborate on that on top of that. You, the, the name is the first way that we ignore uh, with the motive of understanding or grasping or controlling something. Very difficult to sit down and receive uh, negative emotions and feelings and so on without some attribution, either even as little as uh, I'm feeling like crap. That's extra. And we, you, I, me, we all might have to do a lot of that before we eventually, it occurs to us, you could say it that way, it occurs to us that we're actually adding something on top of the very thing we're trying to understand. We're actually putting something on it that gives us maybe the feeling because of the imputation that there is a separate person who's observing, or there's some kind of experiencer, then we somehow feel an automatic justification to uh, abandon what's arising. By labeling it, by you, excuse me, by you actually keep it at a distance by calling it something. You know, separate yourself from it, and to maybe to make a little story about it. Maybe maybe not doing that might feel like not knowing what that is, uh, and then the awareness because you haven't put some kind of a conceptual fourth barrier up. Uh, your awareness uh, actually can go down into that. Um, Labyrinth, or that darkness, or that that, or all of those uh, tributary streams flowing in the darkness. You might begin to get an idea of what those, what those are, from a point of view of awareness. Michael, what's
1: going on in the fourth Skanda? Um. When that doesn't happen, when you're not labeling what you're
0: trying to look at, <clears throat> the label may come up, but it doesn't join up with anything else. The label may show up, but it's just it's it's it, then it's just appearing. You follow me? Oh, it's not it's not the it, it drops out of the, it doesn't end up in the third uh, or or the the second one of naming, or the elaboration part of it. It actually stays with what's arising, so it's just something arising. Good question. Thank you. I couldn't have said that without the question. Yes.
1: If we see that we're doing the naming and and the explaining, are all those potentially just something arising?
0: Yeah, it's just it's just phenomena coming and going, coming and going. If there's any agenda added onto it, which is quite often what happens in the third, is I've got to stop doing this. I can't feel this way anymore. I don't like this feeling. I don't want to be this person. We've all had a little bit of experience. Your version might be different than the person next to you, or maybe than mine. But we have to actually, and I say this over and over and over again, have to be genuine. You Have to meet yourself where you're at. You're going to have trouble meeting other people where they're at because you're not going to, however they act, you're not going to be okay with that. You're not going to like what they do because there's lots of people out there. So first you have to make friends with this. When you was there today when I made friends with the guy at the. So this is this is not a setup where suddenly you have to act a certain way. Nor otherwise, you know, there's no there's no parameter for anything. Have to be who you are and what you are at any given time. And to ego, that's that doesn't work too well because the ego has something that you have to live up to. And if you're if you're always looking at some kind of a standard that you have to live up to, then you, then there'll be this little. Uh, Uh, interlocutor there that will say, you shouldn't be doing that, I shouldn't be doing that. Question?
1: I was wondering what is the distinction between Buddha knowledge and suchness?
0: So I don't know from whoever wrote the Lanka or whatever team of gurus got together and did that. But the way it shows up for me is the suchness is just a direct perception uh, that there isn't anything else but this. There isn't anything else, so there's always just this, as it says on the little scroll back here, as it is, just as it is. That's a simple way of putting it, and it's not a conclusion, it's it's not an elaboration, it's it's just a way of moving from direct perception into a statement about it, and it's kind of a homely statement. It's just as it is, just just this, just as it is, and so the. The Buddha knowledge might be more, uh, more like understanding the, understanding that, or understanding uh, the, the five dharmas and the way that the way that works, and actually be able to see the way that works in all the time, but be, watch that moving. So there'd be knowledge of how that structure works, and you might be going through something very similar to what the Buddha went through when he uh, went through, was uh, on his path before there was some before there was some awakening. Um, my understanding is that either one could happen. If suchness comes first then you you might be in a big jam. Is the Buddha knowledge, uh, can that be
1: distinguished (laughs) from our regular conceptual um, mind?
0: So I would say it's it's, uh, distinguished from it in that the conceptual mind is has some kind of built-in, I like it, I don't like it, or it's a good thing or a bad thing, or I'm thinking clearly or I'm not thinking clearly, or uh, I, I ha- I'm able to analyze this or understand this deeply, or I'm not able to, Or and all of the conclusions that are happening there. Whereas uh, Buddha knowledge uh, wouldn't necessarily be a conclusion. Of course you could say, well, the Four Noble Truths aren't those conclusions. Yes, those are provisional teachings. And so suchness is not a provisional teaching, it's just a, a way of talking about something that is ineffable or, or impossible to describe. We're actually, uh, as practitioners, as meditators, we're moving, we're moving, we're in the three-dimensional, four-dimensional, whatever world of, of spa, pa, uh, human realm, passion, aggression, ignorance, the difficulty with this and difficulty with that, and our relationships, our jobs, our interactions with others. The, the, State of affairs in the world is uh, outlandishly crazy, it's insane. It's from the point of view of a continuing living situation, it's uh, quite threatening.
1: I'm still trying to understand how the first three can go into the fourth one. So, if we see the naming and the explaining, it seems like it resolves into just something arising. How does that become such suchness? Or how does that work together?
0: So, the thing that arises and the naming is something that arises, and the elaboration is something that arises. So we see those are all arising, so they're not separate from each other. They, they look separated because it looks like one, is a, this is the name of that, and this is the explanation of what that means. So it creates a circularity, like a thought pattern that comes to conclusions about this and about that, and tends to, through some kind of a story, our metaphor starts to separate ourselves out from everything and that gets, can get very dense and very elaborate. Especially if there's some kind of pain coming out of it, or some kind of loss coming out of it, or some kind of fear coming out of it, then that tends to promote that circularity. So when we bring all of that into uh, an environment like this, where the intention here is to sit down, hold still, and find out who you are, and look, we have to look at our own craziness in order to really be sane. We might have to look at some difficult stuff, but but we have, it's kind of a setup where we can do that. We have a space. We don't. No one ever plays basketball in here. No one ever uh, gambles. I don't think, probably not. But we, it's meant for this. Meant if you come in here and meditate, you, because people have been doing this for many many years now, you can actually feel it. I don't know if that's a, just something somebody's making up or imagining or whatever, but it's pretty strong. to it. Much different to sit here and facing a wall than to go somewhere else, or, or perhaps not. Different for different people. But it's about watching that without adding to it, and eventually you begin to see that all three of those, or maybe four or five or six or whatever is happening, are just arising. You just see that they they just are showing up, and they're not, and and that not showing up if you do nothing with it. Then it doesn't mean it won't continue to show, won't continue to show up. But you will eventually understand that you're not actually separate from what is showing up. You're you're just you're something that's showing up too. Yes.
2: I wanted to ask about well, is there the progression or process of how the self and ego? I think, I don't know if it's just synonymous or if it's but how that arises.
0: The, how the self centeredness? Self or ego. Is self
2: and ego yeah. identical?
0: Well, it, it's spoken of up different ways, but any kind of solid identity uh, comes out of uh, uh, fear. Is there a process to it? Is there a progression? In life or,
2: like
0: there's a tradi- the tradition. The traditional one is the, uh, the 12 links in the chain of existence. First, there's uh, just an open dimension where nothing much is going on and then there's a kind of a spinning happens, and then there's what's called a a vidya or ignorance, and then there's a, out of that comes, this is just someone's way in ancient times of looking at this structure, and probably more than one person, and describing the different stages that this happens in, but how it actually happens might not, might not slow down enough for you to actually conceptualize it. So there's, there's ignorance or ignorance, the ignoring of the open space. Which cause causes this? Just like uh, <clears throat> I think I might have been saying to you earlier, if I'm looking at the candle, I'm ignoring you. Did I say that to you? No. So I'm looking at the candle. It's not a deliberate ignorance. It's a it's a distraction. I'm distracted by this, so therefore I ignore everything else. So we get we get distracted by that, and things start to spin, and then we start to solidify and think there is some being. There's someone, and that happens. Uh, I think it's what's the fourth one is uh, name and form. Is that, that it? my counting right here? The name and form of the five skandhas. And, uh, and so that's when there starts to be formed somebody who uh, who is somebody, who is a person. And then there's a contact with any one of the six sense fields, that's the last, uh, the five, uh, the six uh, uh, senses uh, of the, is the last skanda, then those, then there's, a, then there's contact with apparent other and then there's a feeling about it. Uh, which will be positive, negative, neutral, or or other nuances. And then we either don't want it, uh, which is uh, uh, aggression, or we want it, which is passion, or we don't want to be bothered by it, which is ignorance. And so that creates further havoc called samsara, further spinning. This is just a simple way of breaking it down. This has been going on from beginningless time incarnation after incarnation you don't need to really need to really remember your last life it wasn't actually yours this is your life the ownership part is gone so therefore everything is living and dying all the time and it just shows up as somebody more so the idea uh, is to see it the idea is to be aware of it and that's why it's difficult because what, what you're experiencing now as your mind uh, for the last three hours, five hours, eight hours, eight years, what you're experiencing, the various uh, pluses and minuses, however you would say, with it, uh, say about it, uh, comes from uh, unsearchable uh, sources. This, you can't find the first source. And it's so complicated, incredibly complicated, so you can't track it down. So what the ego will do is settle for praise and blame. So it'll it'll back out of the complication that can't that can't know, because it doesn't like not knowing. It wants to be somebody who knows. So it'll go in a, a direction and it'll it'll clamp down on things. They're called opinions. It'll take things that are in motion and just solidify them. And it, and this is a, a, a there's a passion there, there's aggression there, and there's also a profound ignorance that that causes us to ignore others, ignore the plight of others, and just focus on our own comfort. There are lots of ways that shows up, I mean, almost as many ways as there are human beings. And we in this room, or anyone who's tuning in to this, you know, I may may be helpful in this, in this area, and I may not. I may have to look around for someone else. I'm not here to promote myself particularly. On the other hand, if what I say makes sense, then listen to the next thing I'm going to say. Find out yourself. How do you do that? You don't have to come this way necessarily. but you want to find out you're going to have to slow way down. The speediness of the mind will keep that rotating until the uh, the, uh, the, the five skandas uh, uh, go uh, leave the six realms and go back into the, the elements, five elements, six elements, however you count them, and go back into earth, uh, fire, water, and air, or earth, water, fire, and air. And the, and the consciousness goes with it. So what's what's what is there to reincarnate? Go ahead.
2: A question from Shoshi over in Vicksburg. I know him. He asks, "Are you teaching out of ignorance?"
0: Of course. I don't know anything. Yes.
1: What is the fear before we name it?
0: Yeah. Find out. It's the fear of an open dimension where you don't know. The ego wants to know something, and it'll settle. So ego, all you have to do is say, "Well, that's just this." Well, that's just, well, that's just her. That's just him. But if you if you if you can bring yourself or train yourself to not jump to any conclusions, don't include anything. And rather than it and then rather than include or exclude um, anything, actually include the very fear that comes up. Include it. And how do you include it? Look right at it, and to cover it up with a name, even to call it fear, is to begin to cover it up. It's necessary to experience the color green without knowing what color it is. Simply put, yes.
1: What does it mean to teach out of
0: ignorance? Just don't. You don't know what you're talking about. In the in the common traditional sense, I couldn't do this. I'm not very smart. That's not some kind of false modesty or anything. I'm really not. Um, but I'm extremely stubborn, and I decided I was going to find out what this was if it, if it ended my life. Go ahead. Did you say what it
1: is that's being ignored?
0: When? Like when you're teaching out of ignorance? Uh, same question. If you're ignoring the apparent separation that ego propounds. Keep
1: going.
0: I was trying to You won't be able to make any sense out of what I what I'm saying because I don't make sense. I don't make any sense. Danny.
1: How can we meet someone where they're at if we're projecting onto them?
0: Just see that you're projecting. You don't have to change it. You don't have to artificial about it you don't have to pretend something else you have to see very clearly you're projecting it's it can be painful to, to do that because you're actually you're actually feeling you could be even feeling the very fear that they're refusing to feel. More? If we can't recognize exactly what
1: that projection is do
0: we need to look at it more? I would say so. Just be persistent. Just don't give up, keep going, keep looking at it. The more, uh, from the point of view of the spiritual path, the more we feel kind of at a loss, or are we ever gonna get anywhere? I've been meditating, I've been here for years, and I'm practicing and practicing, and I feel still feel like a dud. What is that? Which Dharma is that? Second and third. The first one is I. The second one is dud. No, the third one is dud. Anytime we elaborate on anything, it's not that the elaborate elaboration doesn't have some relative truth. That's why it gets to it gets a pass. That's why it gets in the gate. That's why you can have conversations with people about the people that don't practice. You can have conversations about them and they'll reinforce your your uh, your ignorance, your opinions, your ideas, your conclusions over and over because that's what they want you to do for them. So,
1: you saw some people yesterday that aren't practitioners, and it seems to be common going back to see family or something like that. There's some kind of subtle anxiety or fear that even comes up, is it possible to see if it's coming from somebody else or ourselves?
0: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to find who who's doing what to who. That's a tra- that's a trap. That's, the ego wants to know that so that it can either blame itself or blame the other. And I'm not talking about some kind of overt blaming, but just, well, it's because of me. Or, well, it's, because it's their problem.
1: Mm-hmm. So what is it when you talk about we might be feeling someone's fear that they're not looking at themselves? Again? I think just something pertaining to, to that effect where you, we might be registering or picking up on something that somebody else isn't looking at. So yes. What is that?
0: It's fear. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's their fear necessarily. Like the, the, their fear is kind of it's not getting uh, respected and it's getting shut down, so it's kind of floating through the ether and it's and uh, it's coming into you. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying it's not separate. And the, the no separation can be experienced in lots of different ways. And one of the ways it can be uh, experienced as being with someone who is who is uh, fearful and is covering that up and acting kind of arrogant or like a know-it-all, but. If you've practiced yourself for a while, you've been looking at your own fear, maybe you haven't um, dealt with that very directly, Uh, maybe you're still uh, working with that, maybe you're still trying to understand that. But because you've been working with it for a while and with a sense of openness and curiosity and a willingness to go into the situation, otherwise you couldn't come in this meditation hall, this zendo, over and over and over, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And continue to do something that does not produce some kind of uh, gain, and that's what you're doing when you're here. There's no the kind of gain that you that comes about is not not something you can say take to the bank. So when you see someone like that, you you can feel their fear. You you can you may experience it as fear in yourself, or you may or you can maybe feel really sad for them, or you might actually begin to feel the fear that they're feeling. And it might not be exactly that fear, but it's uh, because of the, the lack of separation between people. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things happening that aren't just coming out of the vocal cords and going into the ears. It, yeah, just go, go anywhere where someone is, a, your family or whatever, and t- talk to somebody with a sense of openness about what's happening with them and you'll see that they're they're just jumping back and forth in between different kinds of positions about just anything to protect themselves from the reality that uh, everything is going to come to an end and you don't go the other way around and say come to some kind of conclusion that you're don't care you don't care if everything comes to an end we're not, we're not talking about that we're i am talking about not taking a position on anything and the only way we can do that is to see the way we continue to take positions. Questions are good if you have them. For our thoughts. What? Our predispositions. let me repeat it. Our predispositions, kind of like nerve endings for our thoughts. Say more about that.
1: Well are they are they sticking for a certain
0: reason that brings up thoughts? Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Might be something
0: in there that is that makes that whole area more complicated, that draws us into some kind of imaginary pre- presumptions about things. That has to do with the, with the nerve endings or the feeling about something before it starts to uh, show up as a some kind of concept about something. Is that what you're asking about? And then with karma, is that give every.
1: Everything- Everyone, individual type
0: assessment or assessment i guess you had a predisposition don't think I'll lot of guys too much that confusing too much no i'm really confused Big hey, question earlier
2: today you said something like there's no doer things but things don't get done can we practice not
0: being a doer? You can watch the way things occur and see if there's someone doing that. Watch. It's obvious. When you, if you begin to practice that, of course, it's always like, well, of course, there's somebody doing this. There's somebody touching the fan. There's somebody putting their hands together. Of course, there's, there's somebody else over there adjusting their robe or something. So, but, but just continue to look at it as it is. And you could use the five dharmas, something occurs, uh, we name it, something's happening, and then we respond to it in a way of, I'm doing it, or they're doing it, or it's somebody else is doing it. It's it's the way consciousness appropriates through the five skandhas, some kind of a being who is doing everything, who is responsible for everything, some kind of central authority, central bureaucracy that is... The, the Trungpa Rinpoche used that metaphor of ego, and yes, you, you can you can see that that there isn't, there's not anyone doing anything. Something is happening, but there's no individual doing it. Does the doer coming into play in
2: between the first it, and the second dharmas? So something arises.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it could show up anywhere. Where does the name come from if there's no
2: neighbor?
0: Ah, I like that. Where does it come from? Find out. Where Where does the name come from? Where does the thought come if there's no thinker? Where does the feeling come from if there's no feeler? That's a that's an area that bring your awareness into that and with that kind of questioning. Yes, sir? How can we
1: bring our awareness to that area?
0: See that you can. See that you fail at doing it. It's, it's just an area that there's no, this whole success and failure area of, of I, I got it, I didn't get it. That kind of area gets, gets the whole polarity situation starts to collapse. And this is when ego starts to panic. It's not, it's not getting a reference point out of it. I'm panicked all the time. Don't I look panicked? Everybody looks very Sombre. Why would I say that? What's, what's that about? It's a rhetorical question. You should answer. Yes.
2: There's a there was at least last time I was reading this stuff sort of a movement in cognitive science to think about cognition as not being necessarily centered on an individual body-mind being distributed Mm -hmm. would would you say that thinking happens inside one body-mind?
0: As opposed to many body-minds or outside of the body? As
2: opposed to so I'm just thinking about what I read in cognitive science, but like the example was um, how a cockpit in an airplane thinks. So there's all the, there, there's obviously a pilot and a co-pilot and they have thoughts, but there's all these other instruments and tools and part of the material environment that are part of the cognitive, at least cognitive process, which I'm not saying is the same as thinking. But. What's your question? So would you say that thinking happens just inside a single, you know, I mean I'm wondering if thinking is possible without a particular body-mind.
0: Yes. And I would go a little further and say both. Both in the cockpit and out in space. It doesn't have a a location based on our relative understanding of of solidity, just being here and not being over there. Can't actually find thoughts. Well, we all, everybody experiences thoughts, but you can't actually see them. And if you use the, I was telling somebody recently about alternating, uh, going between uh, um, sense of touch, sense of seeing, and a sense of thinking. If you alternate, do alternating sense awareness practice, just go between that little triangle right there, you'll find that when you go into the area of, of thinking that you, you don't see anything. I mean, you might but it might take a while. And you'll go in there and uh, it doesn't feel like I'm thinking it. You won't just go in there and suddenly you're thinking about the laundry. Now you're going back to this color of the, the texture of the wall and you're going back to gravity, how this feels. And you're going back to thoughts. Probably won't find much there. Yes?
1: What does that show us you try to move to that sense consciousness and it seems to be so evasive
0: So, you agree that it's evasive? What does it look like to you?
1: Just using that example of the alternating sense awareness practice, that seems to be the one I don't really know where to go to. Vision or sight that seems to be pretty agreeable where that's pointing
0: to. The sight one is the one that everything. That reinforces the I'm here and everything else is over there. The, the conceptual mind does, does that more abstractly. And then the hearing, that's also, you hear something that's over there, it's the fan, it's over there, but it's more intimate. Taste, of course, is extremely intimate. Smell is very intimate. Touch, no well, can be intimate. But seeing is a uh, distant It's actually more aligned with the thinking process, because thoughts are uh, distant.
2: A question from uh, Karen in New Zealand. She asks, where is awareness coming from if there is no I, no self?
0: That's where it's coming from. It's coming from, it's coming from the, that, that open dimension. So what am I saying? I'm saying you can't, can't find a source for that. You can't find a place where that's coming from. So it may be more accurate to just say it's coming from no-self, but, it, but, but it's, there's no actual production of it. Nothing is being produced. It feels like we're thinking feels like I'm thinking about, well, you know, I've been thinking about that, I've been thinking about that, but it's not exactly happening that way. There's a, a lot less uh, volition happening there than it sometimes looks like.
1: What's happening with contemplation? Or is that our own
0: doing? If you're contemplating um, what you're going to make for dinner? like you're meditating, you're thinking about noodles. So what's the question about? Does that come... Are we able to direct what we think about through intention? A little bit. There's a little bit of, uh, of, of intention around it. But it doesn't, it, doesn't have the, it doesn't have the power to really uh, kind of continue to hold on to some kind of a thinker and a thought and some kind of identity structure for a while, but not for very long. It's con- identity is constantly changing, uh, discontinuous. So we, we, we solidify it by believing in this and not believing in that and having positions and ideas and judgments and opinions on everything including, uh, I am thinking about this, or thinking about that.
1: i really not ask, but is it the same with an intention? We just
0: impute that we're the ones intending? It looks that way. We have an intention to do something, and, and we, at the same time, we're... This is what we're going to do. That's the object, and this is the one who's doing it. So, and and that's reinforced, of course, by the the, the whole form, the five skandhas, the body and uh, the feeling, perception, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, and thinking, form, and then how we feel, and and then the conceptual uh, connection comes in and. Takes whatever is happening and gives it some kind of conceptual structure. Uh, could be aligned with I don't like that because of this and this and this, or she shouldn't be doing that. She knows better. Are they, you know those kind of structures, or, and so on. So it's not about stopping all that and not doing it. It's about seeing that there's there's not a solid being in there. There's no no solid person. Yes. Is
2: there intention? Is it is it possible for there to be intention without grasping?
0: I think there can be. That also can be in hot pursuit. But I think there can be an intention there without without any kind of demand. I'm sorry, I didn't
2: hear your words. No, it no
0: demand. There could be an intention there without any demand. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So we we intend to do this, but if it goes the other way or goes south and doesn't work, then there's not a particular disappointment happening. Like, or adding on to that, that we're a failure or it didn't work out or better luck next time. Come on, you guys, help me with this. I
1: was wondering if the intention of using these five karmas would be to stay with the horizon or or is that an intention?
0: So I, I would think that as you, if you were using these to contemplate those, that might be something you would move into but not, not particularly locked down on because you're using uh, something arises so that's the first thought best thought situation something arises as it is. And something else might arise uh, that uh, that covers that up, like a name or like, uh, like for instance, the the one that I've used as an example before, We something arises, we feel depressed, we feel we have a really negative feel, we wake up feeling very negative about something, and rather than just be with the negativity, watch the negativity, uh, we want to do something with it. We want to give it a name so we call it depression and just uh, the act of calling that emotion depression uh, stops any investigation of it or any awareness going into that to see fundamentally what it is so therefore it gets uh, it gets to keep its little disguise you know whereas if you just feel it if you just feel it you may not feel so good but all of that is dependently risen but you're no longer turning away from it so this is what uh, I feel this is what Trungpa Rinpoche was talking about when he uh, uh, recommended to his students, including this person, be genuine. So don't don't run away or be try to be some other th- person who doesn't have, who has no negative thoughts or has no. Um, just be the, the the emotions that arise. Just be that. Allow yourself to actually experience that. This is what the sitting practice of meditation, shikantaza, will eventually move you into doing that more and more in your interactions with others, you'll be just, you'll be present. You might not know, might feel like you don't know, you might know less and less of what's actually going on, but you might, if you look at it closely, you might see that you're actually in the room you're in. You're with the people you're with. But you're not, your mind isn't going off on some kind of excursion about anything. Going out and abandoning everybody so you can think about it, or judge it, or evaluate it, or accept it, reject it, or meddle with it in any way. Yes. If it
2: appears that something has arisen, is ego already there or being believed in?
0: Not necessarily. Something arises and then there's some kind of an of adjustment to it. we do something with it instead of it just shows up and and even if even if it, we do something with it, it's about being aware that we're doing something with it rather than trying to stop that. That's where it becomes challenging uh, for our self-centered mind because we get drawn into that kind of an agenda. Well, I've got to do something about this. Well, I can't just, little tiny mini lectures. Well, I I can't just let this go on. I had a good experience of that that today at the township. Uh, It's a great, great uh, situation for me because I don't find myself in that situation. I'm not around horrible people very much. I'm around a room full of angels. Not a compliment, but in that situation, uh, I'm, uh, the, I'm with people who are uh, quite insane, and uh, I'm not separate from them. So I'm functioning in in that dynamic. I'm not trying to be somebody else. Like, oh well, I can't be mad. No, I was mad. And I was irritated in that situation and and I showed it without apology. I'm not justifying, I'm just saying that's just how it functioned. I watched it function. I'm not in control of anything. Yes sir. What's doing the drawing in that situation? What's doing what? The drawing. Said you're drawn in, what's drawing? I said I'm drawn what? Drawn in. So what's in drawing? eye? The situation. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's situational. Uh, anytime uh, all of you have been in the, in the Hojo some time or another and talked to me about something, uh, I'm drawn into your situation. Uh, not that I'm some kind of blank slate or something. I'm, I have all kinds of things happening here too, but uh, you come in and present this, this, or this, and I'm with you. I, I hear you. I'm talking to you about that situation. Um, I may I may give you some advice I may not. Yes
2: If seem that there's no submission can things still appear to arise?
0: Of course. That's why it's so difficult because the assumption is what well if I really train my mind and I have some kind of success on the path as they say, I begin to see what the nature of reality is that somehow, All the, as like it sometimes says in the provisional teachings, that uh, all that goes away. Uh, I'm here to tell you that. uh, That's not exactly what they mean. But they have to tell you something. What are they going to tell you? You're going to be miserable forever. I'm the only one that's going to tell you that. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of funny in a way, but on the other hand, it's, it's the truth. You have to have the truth. Rather than some kind of creation of something that we've finally accomplished. Go ahead. I can see the question all over your face. Is there
2: something different about the
0: arising? Yes. It's not. You're not separate from it anymore. So you, you just the separation's gone. You may still have arising. You still may still have uh, naming. You still may still have. Uh, uh, Comments on it. You may still have. You may have suchness. You may have Buddha nature. That that structure is to help you move your awareness uh, towards a, uh, a deep, true understanding of the nature of this. But it tends to come apart in the sunshine. So it just it it, it won't it won't hold up. And so by not holding up, it also doesn't go away because it's the very nature of everything, very nature. It's unborn, unceasing with a nature like the, uh, like the sky, like clouds in the sky, like frogs in a pond, mice in a tree house. Can you come up with a really good metaphor? When I die, you're gonna be up here I mean, I put metaphors. Don't use the mouse one. (laughs) Yes,
1: sir. What believes the ego is real? What? What believes that the ego is real?
0: What believes? Huh. Well, the simple response, of course, is the ego believes it. But it's. Uh, um, I think it's the constant, constant appearance of otherness. Something this, something there. There must be. There's something there, so there must be somebody here seeing that. So that kind of constant imputation of the. There's someone just because we're I'm here and I'm seeing you over there. There must be somebody here seeing that someone over there. So this is why the teaching of, of uh, the yoga teaching or of uh, perception only is so powerful that if you can if you can see that there there yes there's a perceiver in a sense and there's an object in a sense but the fundamental situation is is just a percep just the perception itself rather than the object, or rather than some kind of imputed receiver of it, yes. A lot of times you use a dynamic like thinking
1: things, feeling feels. Does the same thing hold up for imputing imputes? Yes. Is it, does it change the quality
0: to see that compared to when it's an imputer? Yeah, when you're when you're abandoning the imputation and going into the identity of someone that's doing that then it just looks like it's true. We might call it, we might say we're imputing, but we, we also might feel like, yeah, but it's also true what we're thinking or imputing or believing in or guessing at. Yes? Did we receive imputations?
1: You mean your own? Look like we receive thoughts, did we receive
0: that imputation? Yes, I think so. I think I know what you're asking, but I would say that the best way to look at it is that you're receiving it. Uh, The best thing is just to receive everything, you know, receive rather than produce. Produce if you have to, but but try to receive as much as possible. That way we really get to know ourselves because we start to have thoughts that we're no longer going to object to our negativity or our fear, we're going to actually be that way, we're going to actually have that, have those negative feelings or thoughts, rather than try to Pull ourselves out of it. It's interesting that by being able to do that, you also can cheer yourself up at the same time. Well, it's not two. There's not two things. So if you're doing this, the other part of it is always available. Sorry to be so clear. That's not, I'm not really apologizing. My stepfather used to say, never apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember thinking, no, never apologize. I never got a chance to really interrogate him about that. I think it was because he thought he was always right, maybe. I don't know. We're at the end of our calamity. Jane. You have a further question? Aren't you the shoe so? <laughs> Aren't you the heads? Should you have some type of question? Good. Questions are hard. Thank you, my friends.
2: Of our champ books. I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway. Also, we receive donations online through PayPal. You can also take your debit or credit card. And if you are in the uh, Marshall Battle Creek area next week, a week from tomorrow, July 11th at 7 p.m., Sogazan will be giving a talk on meditation at the Mitten Word bookstore. Please join us if you can. Mitten Meditation.
1: May the mirror of this penetrate into all places, so that we in every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way, Giyo-san. our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors, heal everyone who's unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with